Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Car Chat podcast. And with me today, I am at Theon Design, with Adam Hawley. Hello, Hello Sam. Nice to, nice to have you here. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. We first met on Saturday, actually. Saturday morning, a ridiculous time on, <laughs> in the centre of London. Yeah, we, um, these guys got me down to do some, some photos and we decided, I, we were going to do it up here in Ox, Oxfordshire. But you decided to do it in London. Yes, yeah, more was, iconic pictures and more. The, the background is just, and it worked really well. The, it did the work photographs really well. you did, but we had a very, very early start. I think you left at like <laughs> yeah. three in the morning or something. Yeah, yeah we left Oxfordshire at three in the morning, so that's uh, yeah. But yeah, the photos. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the photos. They're quite cool. We've, I think there's some brilliant ones. In we there. got only got stopped by the police once. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's to be expected if you're hanging. It was worth it, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, they're great pictures. Yeah. So So, uh, if any photographers out there, just do it first. Try try not to do anything illegal, but just say sorry afterwards rather than before. And it'll it'll all turn out good if you plan it well. That's probably not the best advice to give to people, but there you go. (laughs) No, like within reason. But in photography, if you're like, oh, I don't know whether I should park my car there. Exactly. Just park it there and take a picture. It's not, you're not robbing anyone or anything. Exactly. Um, so, right, okay. This is this this podcast is about you. Okay. How how did we get to here? What's been your journey to date? Have you always built cars, or what started first? So, I started out doing car design. Basically, uh, I went to university, did car design at university, and then basically worked around Europe, working for lots of different companies, um, in lots of different studios, basically. Honing my trade, I guess. What sort of things were you working on? Are you allowed to talk about these things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of this stuff is some time ago now, but um, I, st- I was very lucky to start my career with concept cars, which is a brilliant way to, to learn design because you can basically, you're a lot freer in what you can do. Mm. 
so yeah, and then went through some more production stuff. So learned that end of it too, um, which then obviously we can bring into the business here. And so that's the way we kind of, our USP, I guess, is that we bring all that knowledge uh, into what we do here every day. Yeah. And as a someone that's interested in design and stuff like that, do you are really like details oriented person? Yeah, completely. Just kind of obsessed with, with making sure as we discussed downstairs, you know, the, there's so many elements to the cars that we do that, that nobody will probably ever see, but it's, it's about knowing they're right mm. you know, all the way through the core of the car. Yeah. We outside the workshop where we are now, you've got lined up a sort of an original 964 yeah. and then essentially the cars through the stages yeah. to we've got a, a customer car that's just been finished yeah. and then there's some cars that are in the middle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it was really interesting walking around the car and then sort of asking you about various things and you'd be like, oh yeah. And then we did like, okay. This is the thing because obviously there's so many details mm. that, you know, I forget so many of the things we do because it's just my day-to-day job basically. You know, I, we just do that and you just, kind of assume it's it's normal well, it is normal here <laughs> to be this kind of you know attention to detail is just absolutely majorly important and and all the guys that work here are just obsessed like I am with anything that's not right and yeah getting it getting yeah. it there and and how many hours go into a car so we were talking about this the other day we we think it's probably somewhere between sort of 5 to 6000 hours per car to to get them to a finished car, which that is, that is a lot of hours. Yeah. (laughs) It's a ridiculous amount of work, but it kind of, I think, I hope you can see that in the cars. I mean, well, you've just driven a a donor 964 car back to back with one of our recreations. And there's, there's, there's a small difference. I think, I think you agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool actually because they have a normal 964 just parked up. It's about to be someone at someone's yeah. build. I took it for a little spin around the farm that we're on now and and then got into your the recreation. The recreation yes. And we went for a drive. And yeah, it's, it's a significant difference, I would yeah, say, between the two. It's chalk and cheese, isn't it? It really is. You wouldn't realize it's the same car underneath, I don't think. Yeah. Well, like, it is oh, still there's, yeah, a there's Porsche. Still, yeah, exactly. It still kind of drives like a Porsche, but just in a very different way. Yeah. And when you look at, even if you looked at a very clean 964, like sort of mint condition, maybe like just restored, and then you compare it to your car, your car just looks like, just just looks way nicer. Thank and you. you don't, I'm used to seeing cars that have been worked on and played with and all this sort of stuff. But until you see them side by side, yeah, or, you know, against other cars parked up or whatever, you can't necessarily go, oh, does this, what makes this one look right? Yeah, and I wouldn't. There's nothing that I look at the car and go like that stands out as something that makes it look better or whatever. But just the overall package, definitely well, it, looks really cool. We we've tried to make the car um, subtly aggressive, but it's nothing stands out in in the way of nothing is offensive. And even though we're ten millimeters wider per side than a, a nine six four turbo, it doesn't look hugely wide. Everything is refined into the arch is sculpted. So it actually just works with the car and it looks like it's supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what we've kind of tried to do. Everything should look like it's supposed to be there. We've, we've tried to 
continue with the Porsche ethos with, with making everything like a Porsche and like the original 964 Porsche, which is a great donor car to start with, yeah. but just improve in every single area and just all those little increments add up to a significantly better car, yeah. as you say. Yeah, like when you get in the car, straight away you're, you're just like, well, this is a lot nicer. Like they, <laughs> this, just, this just feels like a much nicer place to be. It's much more it's like better thought out, designed, just finished to a much, much, much higher standard. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing. What what made you choose a 964? What made you choose to recreate Porsches? So um, basically, I mean, even from a small child, I had a night, well, it's up there, in fact, on my desk, a, uh, a 930 Turbo uh, Matchbox toy. Mm. So I've always loved Porsches, even from a very early age. We did the, the prototype a few years ago, which we outsourced a, a lot of the work on that. Um, and that was actually on a, an earlier car, an 80s car. And whilst that was a great car in its own right, there were lots of lots of things we learned from it and there was lots of issues with that. Um, but that's the great thing about prototypes. You know, you as long as you're learning something from it, it's a valuable mm. thing to do. And we basically wanted to go for the 964 rather than the earlier cars just because the base is a lot more advanced suspension-wise and geometry-wise than, than the earlier cars. I mean, it's a heavier car to start with, but with all the little bits we do to the car, we can take away a lot of the weight that's been added. Yeah. No, in, in comparing it to, to my back date, it feels significantly more modern. I would yeah. say, like, you, you know, you, you know you're a good 10 years ahead or whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, all the sound deadening is, is massively improved on the standard car, than, than the earlier mm. sort of 80s cars. So you get that slightly more refined cabin just to start with. And we wanted that more refinement. We didn't want it to be just basically a 70s car with, with a bigger engine yeah. because that's not kind of what it's about. It's about making it a usable classic. So if you wanted to, you could use it as your daily driver. You know, And yeah, totally. to, to do that, I think you, you've got to have some level of comfort. Yeah. Um, you know, and working air conditioning and, <laughs> you know, the, the a power steering system that's, you know, that, that works, but isn't overly you know, assisted. So you, you feel like you have no feeling through the steering wheel Yeah, and all those things we, you know, we incorporate into the car. And it's also about moving weight because for instance, the air conditioning and the standard 964 and the power steering is all on top of the engine. Mm. So you've got all that weight at the back of the car and high up. So we move that all to the front of the car and actually put it between the front wheels, close to as between the front wheels as we can and as low as we can. Mm. So you're, you're lowering the center of gravity, making it more 50, 50. I mean, obviously you're not going to get it hundred percent 50, 50, although we do have corner weighted across the, um, across the car as 50, 50 yeah. uh, in the geometry setup. But yeah, to, to get it as handling as, as good as humanly possible. Yeah. And it's as a driving experience, it's, I think it's probably a really interesting point to come into for someone who's just only driven modern cars. Yeah. Because if you drive something 70s, it just seems, or before, yeah, just seems like archaic. Yes. So, so old. <laughs> Whereas actually the 964 doesn't. It's, it has a lot of the elements you can yeah. see that from the older cars. Yeah. Whether it's like the steering's like just slightly angled or whatever, or all these sort of kind of classic-y type things. Yeah. But to get, it feels way more sort of like solid and together as a, as a platform. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's, it, the platform is definitely miles on. But even though the actual, predominantly the chassis, I mean, it was strengthened and they added a lot of weight doing that. But 
I mean, as we talked downstairs, that the roof is pretty much exactly the same as it was back to the sort of late sixties. Mm. So, you know, the cars haven't changed that much, but yeah, it, they've been, it was improved massively for the nine six four. Yeah, and the sort of like daily ability for someone yeah. that doesn't necessarily want to doesn't really want to get, get hard into work. It. Like it starts on the key. Yeah, it's got ABS. It's got whatever it's called, power steering, <laughs> <laughs> and you still have feeling through it. It's yeah. just when you're trying to drive around a car park, it's not like yeah, you're not having to fight the car. Yeah, especially on like the older cars. If someone's done a build, generally they've put bigger wheels, bigger tires on it, yeah. which would be even more force through that steering wheel you've got to fight it um whereas this yeah you can totally just like cruise down the road one hand like yeah not too stressful exactly but it's it's also not as you say not so assisted that you can't don't have any feeling so it's it's such a fine line it's you know we wanted to keep it reasonably solid Mm. so you know it's it's not a modern system in the sense of you know for instance in your audi whereby at slow speed it's it's obviously you know you turn it with one finger and then it you know relaxes as it goes you know, more powerful. It's still a classic car at the end of the day. You want it to be um, assisted all the way through the, 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 the range, but just not so much you lose yeah. all feeling and, and any ability. I, to think, I think after this, we should do do a little video of walking around the car and I'm just going to point at stuff and be like, how, how do you do this? How do you do that? Because okay. I think it's really good for the listeners and the people that are watching to see all this stuff because I know... You, you know, we've just said, you know, a lot of work goes into it and you hear a lot of work goes into it, but you don't necessarily have an idea of all of the little bits. And we had, yeah, we did a walk around of the car earlier yeah, really, and seeing, you know, one in a shell form, little stuff where you're like, oh, just look at like all of these welds. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And like for around the, uh, the engine bay, there's on the standard 964, it's just not finished at all. And it's just horrible welds. And we just tidy all that up just because. Why wouldn't you? It's, yeah. You know, the, the whole um, attention to detail thing, you know, that kind of stuff that I just see and it just annoys me. And if it annoys me, then it'll annoy a customer. Yeah. Or, or hopefully it annoys you. You saw all the things that annoy you and no one kind no, of we'll never know. noticed, but they're like, <laughs> but it seems good. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. yes. And it's like not going to rust weirdly or whatever, like, because I've <laughs> sorted all of this stuff. Exactly. What's been some of the biggest struggles with, a, with creating a project like this? It's all very hard work. <laughs> it's the honest answer. Yeah. It's amazing how when you're, when you're trying to design something new, nothing ever works first time. Um, so we spend a lot of time on research and development, trying to get things to work. You know, do a design, do a design, sketch design, 3D model it, prototypes, and getting that to work is, is never easy. But, Obviously, once you've we've worked with the guys downstairs and got things to work and and also look great, it's obviously a massively rewarding yeah um, project. Because I'm I'm just we're sitting here now and I can see your desk and I just walked in and you had one of the photos of the interior from the other day, but you yeah. changed the <laughs> the seats and I was like, hang on, this is like this was my photo, but the interior is a different color it's not anymore and stuff's like completely changed and I can see like how. You're, you're really good at doing all that sort of stuff. Have you found using 3D modeling and stuff like that has completely, well, I guess you probably, you've used that all the time, so yeah. you haven't like done it before that. But does that massively help the process of... Oh, definitely, because you can make sure, because obviously the cars, are, well, obviously the cars are completely 3D scanned. 
So we can make sure the fit and finish is perfect. You know, when we, for instance, the steel bodies, when they're built up, um, we can make sure that every point in the arch and everything is in the correct place so that when we put the bumpers on, everything lines up. All the lines run through the car. It's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with working in the car industry previously. You know, it's all about engineering things to make them work properly. Yeah. And, and using the 3D data you have to create those tolerances. Because sitting behind us, we've got a, a bumper. Or yes, a, we do have a bumper. It's a front bumper. Front bumper made of carbon fibre. And like, what's the process of like designing and making this part? So uh, sketch first, 3D model. Uh, normally get some kind of prototype made just to check all the proportions. And do you make that out of like wood or? I think if I remember, these are, were 3D printed. Okay. But full size. And then you obviously make all your refinements, uh, do more 3D prints to check areas, and then basically cutting moulds. So and so then the, the carbon fibre can be made from the moulds that you've cut from 3D yeah. data, so you know everything will be absolutely spot on. And is that a lot easier to do nowadays than 10 years ago? Probably not so much 10 years ago, but obviously it's easier to get things machined. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more companies out there that will machine and will understand the process of the whole 3D modelling. I mean, the great thing for us is obviously because everything is 3D modelled rather than hand-made, yeah. you know that that point there is exactly the same as that point over there. Everything is perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's the big thing with a lot of things. You, you realise, so, yeah, as I say, if something's handmade, it might look symmetrical, but when you 3D scan it, you see very much yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah, all the surfaces <laughs> are not quite... Yeah, line up and stuff like that. I remember you showed me the on the boot of the car on the boot lid. Yes, a little grill. Yes, little uh, aluminium slats. But like, if you look at most cars, it's like it's sort they're of all just bars straight that, yeah. bars that go on. Yeah. Whereas yours, you're like, well, what I did on the computer is that you basically connected the curves of yeah, the so car. Basically, basically, the the whole spoiler was made as a, a solid object, and then. Obviously, you have the cutout for the air to go into the engine bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, so all the bars are cut out of that surface. So it, all, all the lines flow through perfectly, um, which, as I say, probably nobody will ever notice, <laughs> but I know it's there. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things when you look at the back of the car or whatever, you go, that looks nice. You know, as just a random person, you're like, that looks nice. Yeah. You don't know why. And then if you, sh- if you showed me one that it hadn't been done, you'd be like, oh, it doesn't look quite as nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's all those little details and, you know, it, it's like, for instance, we were talking earlier about the carbon fibre as well, you know, that no one will ever see it, but all the herringbone runs through every yeah, single yeah. item of the car. You know, all the interior parts that are leather trimmed, it all, all the 45 degree angles run through everything perfectly. And it's about, you know, knowing that it's there. And, you know, obviously any customers that come to see us, they can see that. And they'll, they'll probably never see it in their own car, yeah. but they can see it you know, of a car before it's trimmed, you know, as a complete carbon interior. And obviously if people want it, we can leave it bare carbon, yeah. aesthetic carbon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite it's, cool. It's not it's about, it, yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily about using carbon fiber for, for the sake of using carbon fiber. It's about using the right materials that, that do the job correctly, that are lightweight, reliable, stable, you know, all these things matter more than the fact that it's a nice material yeah. and it looks pretty. Or is that considered the cool material yeah, at the moment? Exactly. 
If, if nowadays, if it, so, your your bumper's a carbon fiber. Yeah. If someone drives into your bumper, yeah, is that a massive nightmare to get fixed? Uh, it's probably a new bumper. Okay. You, can you can you repair carbon? You can repair carbon fiber. Well, it obviously depends how hard the shunt yeah, is. Okay. I guess, but I mean, obviously, it's a bolt-on part, so it's not. It's the same as any other car, I guess. Yeah. If if it's a hard enough crack, crash that you've split the bumper into. You just replace the bumper. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a pretty tough material to yeah. start with. So yeah. if you've cracked it, you've probably... You've probably hit a reasonable speed. <laughs> <laughs> a reasonable thing. Is, would you say this is your perfect 911? Um, as with all things, you always want to improve it. Yeah. So, yes, I'm, I'm extremely happy with, with the car we've just built. I think it's phenomenal. It's a great car. But... As a company, we won't just sit still on that. We will continue to develop things yeah. and improve because if you're just sitting still, then, yeah, what's, what's the point? The point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, if, if, you, if you like design, you always want to improve things. Yeah. And your car, this, this car is very, well, it's for a different person than yeah. the previous car, funnily enough. Yes. Um, <laughs> well done, Sam. <laughs> um, but your customers want different things. Oh, completely. And that's the great thing because they are basically bespoke built cars. Like for instance, the previous car, he wanted a very sort of a much more outlandish kind of car and the color was a lot brighter and, you know, you know, orange uh, Porsche script on the side. Whereas this guy has gone for a lot lot more sort of touring subtle Mm. car. Um, So, you know, the slate gray exterior and, you know, the mulberry red interior uh, with the black. It's just, it's a nice, with no, Decals on the no script yeah. on the side as well. It's, it's a really a, like, understated, completely but cool, understated car. Exactly. Yeah, the, and you, I think most people would look at it and be like, "Oh, that's a nice Porsche." Yeah, they uh, wouldn't go, "Oh, that's a blah 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 blah." No, that's, the, that's the point, isn't it? Exactly, really? it is. It's kind of it's these you know, individual taste, isn't it? You know, if somebody wants a car that that absolutely shouts out what it is, you know, that's fine. That's yeah. that's great. You know, it's, it, we're all different people at the end of the day. And in terms of sort of performance op- like options on the car mm-hmm. like how you could spec if i was coming to you tomorrow and saying i want to buy a car mm-hmm. well first of all how long would it does it take so the builds take a year or just over depending on sort of spec level yeah and yeah so you can basically have anything from just a, a 3.6 completely rebuilt um with what does the car have so it's a 3.6 964 has a 3.6 as standard so we can rebuild that completely and add the individual throttle bodies and, and all the bits we do to make our cars yeah. look like the way they do. Um, so that will add significant brake horsepower over the standard car. What's the standard? And then- so the standard is just under 250, so we're going up to sort of um, 300-ish uh, for the 3.6 and then sort of 350 for a 3.8 yeah. or like about 400 for a 4-litre. Because that, that car is a 3.8. It's a 3.8, and that car, I mean, the, the specs we give for, for brake horsepower, every engine is different. Yeah. And that one, even though it's a, a 3.8, is actually developing 370 horsepower. Okay. And it feels like, how much does the car, what does the car weigh stock? How much does your car weigh? So the car weighs just under 1,400 uh, stock. Yeah. No, sorry, 1,450 stock. And we got that down to 1,225, all fluids, yeah, all wet. Yeah. That's a... Serious amount of yeah. stuff out out of the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that that accompanied with a third more torque as well. Yeah, um, yeah. The the car performs in a completely 
Yeah, and invigorated way. Yeah, and from a performance car point of view, it feels like a fast. It feels quick. It doesn't feel like crazy modern, you know, seven twenty s, obviously. Yeah, but it feels like very quick and quicker than most stuff you're going to. Yeah, come across. It, it's it's certainly quick enough for a daily driver. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it really the three point eight that really like when you get up the rev range, really sort of like screams. It's a lovely raucous, growly kind of yeah roar. Yeah, it's quite an angry yeah. engine, which is quite fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite addictive. The sound, isn't it? Yeah, you you just keep keep booting your foot down. <laughs> um, and are there a few different exhaust options or? Yeah, so I mean, the, all the exhaust is custom made for us, all with equal length headers and everything to to help with the power. Yeah. So we can put switchable exhausts on there as well, um, okay. so you can have it noisy and quiet. It's quite a good idea. Yeah, well, so when you're in a muse at half past four in the morning exactly. on a Saturday, you don't have to wake everybody up. <laughs> We've been up for, I don't know, like four or five hours or something, and we're standing in this muse, and we're suddenly like, hang on a minute, it's like 7.30. Yeah, on, on a Saturday on a, on a, on a morning. Saturday, we should probably be quiet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's... thing is, everything is customizable yeah and um, we uh, we have obviously a a menu of of choices um but the reality is if somebody wants something completely different then we're we're more than happy to to discuss that with them yeah yeah essentially because it's you're doing it all people can have whatever they want yeah if, if someone came to you with like a really outlandish color whatever like you know something that's possibly vomit inducing would you would you Try and dissuade them or yes, just definitely just go for it. No, I'd try and dissuade them if I mean we have had people come to us in the past wanting to put huge spoilers and intakes oh, okay. and things like on an the cars. RWB type thing. Uh, not so much RWB, but just I mean like the nine five nine sort of intake in the oh, rear okay. arch yeah. and a huge sort of GT two kind of style spoiler on yeah. the back. And we kind of discussed it with them and yeah, as you say, try and dissuade people away yeah. from going too outlandish. Yeah, because it's not what what number car is this? Two. This is two. Yeah, of the um, of the recreations. Yeah, yeah. So you, I guess that's sort of you know what you want to create. And if if number three was some crazy mad thing, people would be like, okay, well, what do you guys? Yeah, what do you guys make? I don't know. Gearbox gearbox felt very good, very nice. Is that just a standard? G50. So it's a standard box. So that was originally a C4. We converted it to a C2. Um, and that's actually an off the shelf part we um, bought from Porsche. Mm. So it's a genuine Porsche built uh, new gearbox for that car. It's a five speed rather than we also offer the six. So yeah, it's, it's the only thing it's got is a, sort of an RS short shifter. So you have a bit more of a, a positive feel, yeah. which I, I know you noticed. Yeah, yeah, it's very positive. Like just like, whereas like an earlier whatever is it nine oh one, yeah nine oh one you've got a, a lorry for the gear yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of like over there then over there isn't it that in itself is a shift between an, like an older car and a newer car like it's just such because it's one of the things that you interact with all of the time it's just yeah. like oh no we're in a different feel that in itself just feels like a modern gear shift yeah as opposed definitely. to yeah a van of the older cars <laughs> yeah when you're pootling around just going definitely what did you what are your, some of your favorite design elements of the car oh good question an, an interesting one that i thought about is the wing mirror yes like, the wing mirror on this current car can you explain try and explain to someone listening 
how it works and how it functions. So we basically got inspiration from the the latest uh, Porsche Speedster concept. And that was a manual mirror. We wanted to do something like that, but make it electric. And so we basically decided to make the front section of the aluminium, effectively like a cone shape, move with the motor, which is quite a feat of engineering. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was that caused us a lot of headaches. But we managed to get that to work, and it all works perfectly. And um, we're really, really pleased with, actually, the way it looks. It, yeah, it looks very cool. It's, um, yeah, it's a stunning little bit of... Yeah, it's a, nice, it's a nice detail when you look at it and then you explain it and you're like, oh, wow, okay, this was actually quite a lot of work in a wing mirror. But, <laughs> but like, it works yeah. and it, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, I mean, I like the way the whole car kind of just all works together. It's not like it looks like we've stuck bits on a car. It's, yeah. I think that's probably my favourite element, the fact that it all just works together and all just gels. Yeah, so when someone... Looks at it and they just go, hmm, looks nice. You're like, yes. Well, exactly, because it's, it's people, it's kind of like what you said. You, you know, if you didn't have a 964 next to it, you would just kind of assume it was all there already. Yeah. And that's kind of, that kind of means I've won because that kind of <laughs> means I've got everything to look right and in place. Yeah. Even though every single element on that car, there's not a single thing that doesn't change on it. But we, because we've kind of stuck to the Porsche ethos and, and tried to do it in a Porsche way, it all just kind of fits. So what do you think your Porsche way of doing things is? Well, just, I think because we've done, we also have done restoration work. Mm. We, we learned, you learn a lot from doing, from rebuilding cars back to sort of basically concourse kind of condition. Yeah. You learn a lot about a, car, a company's heritage and a car's heritage and the way things were done back then. And obviously they were taken through to the 964, but obviously some things slipped away and we've brought some of those things back. And I think even silly things like the the tire sizes are kept to the the same percentage you know ratio to the original car tires. You know they're the same diameter, so the same rolling diameter as the standard nine six four tires, but the in, the front and rear have been increased at the same percentage from the original wheels, mm. just so you don't lose the whole characteristics of a of a nine six four. You still want it to drive like a like a Porsche. You know it's it's a great car to begin with. You know, and all we're doing is just incrementally improving every area of the car. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing like you see on a lot of builds, they go a bit big on wheels in terms of like rim yeah. diameter. And so you're losing the whole the drive, you know, the characteristics yeah. of the car. A little bit of like give in the tires or roll and actually yeah. just nowadays <laughs> that comfort that you get with some some sidewalk yeah, squeeze. Yeah. But yeah, when you look at the car from the side it's got a decent amount of tire on it. Yeah, yeah. you still go. It's like it just a looks classic, classic car, yeah. rather than someone's put some big rims. Yeah, with rubber band tires. With rubber band tires on it, yeah. <laughs> which just make it all bang and crash. Yeah. and just yeah. Don't really do anything for the ride or handling. <laughs> so why why didn't you go for a centre exhaust? Only because that seems like a popular thing at the moment. It does, but it's it's not really a Porsche thing. Um, you know, the turbos have always had quad exhausts, so it's always kind of, you know, keeping to that. The special models, it's all about using all the technology and the the design language of, of the RS models and the turbos and mm. and looking at the, the heritage for design, you know, and then putting a modern twist on it, a contemporary yeah. twist on it, but then looking forwards as well at the at the, you know, the cars that came after the 964, 
you know, to see the improvements that were made. For instance, you know, the, we use the 993 master cylinder on it because it's more powerful than the 964 yeah. one. And, yeah, a thousand other things <laughs> that just incorporating that, that technology and that, those advancements into the cars, mm. but still keeping them Porsche. Yeah, when you look at the back, I think one of the things I really like the design of the, like it's a sort of the diffuser slash bumper. Yeah, like it, it looks more modern, but then you step thirty foot back, yeah, and you kind of don't really notice it. Yeah, because like, you know it's there, it's, but it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's all those little modern contemporary twists that we like. Yeah, you know, that we've added to the car just to make it make it ours, basically. Mm. What gets you going car wise? Like what cars? What was like you really into? Oh, obviously, other than nine six fours and your build of nine six fours. Do you know what I've I've just always loved Porsches. Yeah. I, I I love the fact. That, I think the thing that Porsche have got right is the fact that you can just use their cars. Yeah, it's not like a classic Ferrari. No, no offense with your F forty, uh, but yeah. it's it's not I'm taken. It's not a car you could drive it's regularly. Not a Porsche. It, you know, it's it's a great car, but it's not a car you could drive regularly without yeah setting you know. on fire. <laughs> yeah. Well documented. Yeah. So that's what I like about they're they're usable. Yeah, and I'm I'm quite a practical person, so that kind of stuff matters to me. You know, it's I don't want to get out of a car and, and turn around and think, oh god, I've got to drive back in that. Yeah. You know, I want to get look at look back at the car and like I can't wait to get back in that to drive home. And that is that's the best thing about having cars. I think for me is you've got to be using them and you've got to want to yeah. use them. And if it's like it only works very well, if you've got a bunch of cars, then you can have a car that only works well in a certain situation. But yeah. for most people, if you've got one fun car, you want to go. I want to go on a road trip in that, and yeah. it will take most the luggage that you need to take. It won't break my back. It won't break my back. It's got comfy seats and it just goes and it starts every time and it's yeah. unlikely to break down and all of those sorts of things yeah. matter so much. And I think it probably annoys annoys a lot of people about how car magazines and everyone just rants about how great Porsches mm. and Porsches always get scored really highly. And it's all, but it's all of these reasons that you go and do some road trips and you go and do it in a, I don't know any, a lot of modern cars are pretty good now, but yeah, you know, a modern Ferrari or a McLaren or whatever, chances are something may go wrong <laughs> and you may not have that much space in it. Okay. Having rear seats, they're not that usable in terms of like an adult sitting them. Uh, no, <laughs> but you can put stuff there. Yeah. I mean, they're great bag carriers. <laughs> yeah. And if you've got a small person, smallish person in the passenger seat, you can have someone behind them oh, yeah, for definitely. a short distance yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, whereas not having that option, we have loads of these modern hypercar type things at the moment, whether it's just ones that I'm thinking about four GT or like your Senna or your laugh or the new SF nine, all of these new crazy cars, they have a boot that's about the size of this water bottle <laughs> Yeah, and they'll say, Oh yeah, you can put a helmet in it. You're like, okay. And then nothing else. Cool. That's it. Like, how am I meant to take this on a road trip? Ideally yeah. with a passenger, because yeah. it's quite nice having a passenger, you, can't, you just can't use them. No, no. Well, it's, I mean, every, as you say, everything has its place. And, you know, they, I think the Porsche has, has that advantage of being a more rounded car. Yeah. I mean, there are, as you say, there are times when 
LaFerrari will be great for a blat and, you know. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, Unreal V12, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Exactly, but... So I think everything has its place. And I know that's probably a bit of a cop-out on my part, but... <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I think it does. And I think we're at a point now where a lot of people have had a lot of the, and still do have the really flash, crazy cars, but they're also like, I quite like being slightly under the radar, yeah. but they, they want something that's a bit tailored and nice. Yeah. That still seems under the radar. So most people go, that's a Porsche or something. Yeah. And the people that know go like, oh, okay, there's actually, there's a lot going on here. But you can just pool around in it. You could drive it every day or park it up and you're not going to worry that someone's going to come and key it. Yeah. Because definitely. it's got X badge and it's a bright color or something. I mean, I guess there's that thing of also though, I mean, the good thing about sort of our cars is that, I mean, the car downstairs is a, a slate gray car and it's very subtle. And mm. as you said, I don't think many people, unless they're car nuts, would actually notice that it's anything yeah. particularly different because it's so subtle. But when you put a, a brighter color on that, I think it's amazing how when you drove around in the first car that was mm. a much brighter color, literally everybody just stared at you. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, color makes a massive difference. I'd love to difference. see one in like a classic light Porsche color. It would look cool. There's an interesting color coming up. But, okay. Uh, yeah, in the next few cars. So you'll, you'll... We'll see one at some point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Where do your customers come from? Do you have like a typical customer or like... Massive variety. Um, do you know what we've too many? So we've far. been unbelievably lucky. We all of the customers that we've we've had have all been absolutely lovely people. Mm. That just we kind of we work together to create, you know, their perfect Porsche, basically a perfect yeah. classic Porsche. And it's obviously much easier if you get on with somebody to, to work <laughs> with them. So as I say, we've been so lucky that all the guys that we've dealt with so far have just been. Lovely. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So. And, I, and I imagine it takes, I don't know, but like a certain type of person is, wants to buy your car. Like it's not the super crazy, flashy, wants to drive around Knightsbridge and a Lamborghini guy. It's no. probably not that person. No. And it's probably someone that likes the attention to detail or at least yeah. someone to have done the attention to detail. And I, th- I think most of our buyers have a collection of cars and they want to add something that's that's a bit different, yeah. but still has that, as you say, can go on a road trip in it 
and they know it's going to get them to the other end <laughs> and home again. Yeah. And as you say, the attention to detail is there and it's just something a bit special. I mean, somebody described, you know, a magazine article at the beginning of the year as our cars as jewel-like because, I mean, underneath the car is just as gorgeous as the, as the top. Everything is absolutely perfect and, yeah. you know, all the bolts, uh, yeah. It's another one of those things that, you know, attention to detail, obsessiveness, whatever you want to call it. And you you definitely massively benefit, I think, when you're looking at these cars. And yeah, obviously they're expensive. But like when you start looking at a shell and you see a before and then after or, you know, another shell that's been slightly done or whatever. And you go, you just look at all of these things. And I wouldn't necessarily notice. But And and it's, it's kind of it's. Bizarrely, it's not even about you noticing it. it it's about us knowing that it's well, perfect. That's it. and, and if you haven't noticed, it's actually probably a good thing because it means we've resolved it so well that you haven't noticed that it. it doesn't stand out. Exactly. You don't go, uh, what's that? Yeah. Why, is there a dent? why have you done that there? <laughs> why is there filler in that? <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the flat six engines, what, uh, what, I know they're, they're sort of annoyingly expensive to create power from. Every, everything is expensive on a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, and the, the more you try and take it to that next level, the price just starts to go up and up and up. Yeah. In terms of the specs on and sort of horsepower figures on an engine, mm-hmm. at what point does it get, just start just going straight up? What, the cost to do it? The cost, cost to sort of get the performance. Like if you wanted to get, what's the difference between 300 horsepower and... 400 horsepower. I think it, it's not just about horsepower, though, because you can very easily make these cars 500, 500 horsepower. Well, not very easily, but you can. But you, you can by putting race cams and all okay. the other sort of things in it. But the reality is it then doesn't become drivable. Yeah. You know, and we're not building race cars. We're, we build cars that are fast road cars, but it's got to be drivable. Mm. If, if, you, if it's a pain in the ass to drive, excuse my language, <laughs> um, if it's a pain in the ass to drive, you're not going to want to drive it. And then what's the point? Yeah. So although we're getting, we're getting good figures for our cars, for the engines, yeah. it's not by taking away drivability. So it's, yeah, that's, that's really, really important to us. Yeah. Making a nice drivable power band. And yeah. And I mean, for instance, the, the car downstairs that you drove earlier, I mean, there's a third more torque than, than new, than, than when it was a nice yeah. standard 964. So it's just, you can drive it lazily if you want. You know, you don't have to change gear all the time yeah, if you totally. don't want to. But the kind of problem is you want to change gear because <laughs> it just makes such a great sound. Yeah, yeah. You're not just clicking paddles. You're like, oh no, this is quite fun to yeah. use my left hand and foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Because um, you see people going like, oh, I know with my GT3 RS, I considered making it more horsepower. Yeah. And then you just look at, you look at, some of the work that has to go into and then the potential like nuking of an engine that could happen sometime down the line of doing whatever, 4.1 litres rather than 3.8 or whatever. Yeah. And you just go, mm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll just get some more driving lessons if I want to. But this thing, I mean, most, uh, most modern cars like that, you know, the, you won't get most of the potential out of that car unless you're on a track. Yeah. It's about, it's about, putting enough power into the cars so you can feel they've got power yeah. and you can drive it hard, but you know, you don't need to be Ayrton Senna to drive it yeah. at you know, ridiculous speeds. And yeah, the drivability side of it. I think the reason I wanted more, what I would have changed in my car 
It's more torque. Yeah. Low down. Because if you're on a twisty Alpine road or something, you're always like down either the bottom of second or at the very top of first. Yeah. And it would be nice to have a bit more punch. And I know they've done a lot with the modern GT3s and stuff. The the biggest change on the current one is torque low down. Yeah. It's made a huge difference. But yeah, definitely notice like driving your car, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of torque. Yeah. Down low that just makes it, like you said, drivable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like something that you'd necessarily, it's not a figure you would write down on a bit of paper, but when you drive it, it just, like, it works. It's, it's all, it's all the little bits, isn't it? That add up to something special. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what it's about. You know, it's, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel, but we're improving on it. <laughs> yeah. You're cura- curating and designing it. Yeah, something special. Something yeah. that's, yeah. And it, it, it takes, it definitely does take all of the little bits, all of the bit here, the bit there, everything to come together to when you look at it and you just stand either driving it or looking at it and you go, it just looks right and it looks great rather than you see some builds and you're like, it's nearly there, but it's not there. And the difference between nearly there and there seems to be quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange. It's, it. I mean, that's the thing with everybody has an eye, don't they, for seeing something, as you say, that there's something not quite right and I, I, I can't work out why. And, and it's very easy to spot mistakes. Yeah. And yeah, I, I hope we've spent the time to make sure we've ironed out as many as, as we can. Obviously, when you're starting with an existing chassis and an mm. existing car, you can only do so much. I mean, it would be nice to move the, the wheels a bit further out into the corners mm. so you the handling improved more but the reality is that's completely redeveloping a chassis and that's completely retailing you know yeah. so you can you can only do so much within a the parameters that we have but i think within those parameters we've produced something yeah and it's very easy like you said if you wanted it to be like a bit wider or whatever you could put on really big rear wheels and just like make the arches massive or whatever yeah but you are losing so much you're losing the style oh, the and the experience finesse. as well. And that's, that's what it's about. It's about, I mean, classic Porsches have a style and finesse that is just, I mean, stunning. You know, you look at a, even just a little 911S, you know, from the, from the early 70s, mm. and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, and it sounds gorgeous. And that's what we're kind of re-invoking. But a more modern twist on it and a more usable, drivable... Yeah. You know, obviously... Power has increased massively from the seventies. You know, you drive a, 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 a supposed sports car from the from the seventies. It's got hundred horsepower, maybe yeah. one hundred and fifty no, horsepower. Hot hatch is like exactly. Or something. <laughs> yeah, your Nissan, a new Nissan Micra will blow it out the water. Yeah. You know? So it's about building on what was already there for us. Yeah, and I think people people like classic cars. A lot of people don't necessarily want to drive actually a classic car. Like I'm not there in my, in my like life, whatever position where I really want to drive, like something that's just by all definition, a bit crap. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, they're not crap, but like in compared to a modern car, if you're just sort of used to it, but I like with my back, it's day, hard work. It's hard work. <laughs> Driving a, a proper and, like, normal. They wallow all over the place and they don't slow down very well. And then like just things need doing. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that love, classic cars and were just like that bit, that bit, a bit more bit refined. More. The, um, I did a podcast with this guy called Niels van Roij, who 
does sort of coach building type stuff. And he had this phrase that I thought was really good when we were talking about people that have gone too far or just right. And he called it OEM plus. So it's like, it looks like it could have come from the manufacturer, yeah. but it's just a bit more. Yeah. And that's, that I think is a very good way of doing it when it's been done right. Yes, exactly. It, it's, you get a lot of uh, modern car body kit people um, that just go that that just bit too far and, and not that not that bit too no, far. Okay, yeah, no, a lot too far and and it just completely ruin a design. You kind of when you see something something like that, and obviously having the experience of working in the industry, mm. it kind of feels heartbreaking that somebody spent a lot of time to get lines to all you know line up and everything to flow through, and then somebody comes along, sticks a massive bumper, huge intakes all over it. It's like that just doesn't work. Just Look at what you're doing. You know what's the best one? The best one is a roof scoop on a car that is probably front, what have I front seen engine. it on? Front engine. <laughs> I think I saw it on a five nine nine, and it had some crazy maybe Mansory kit, and it had a roof scoop, and the roof scoop didn't go anywhere. No, it's like literally just stuck on the roof, and it's closed off at the back. So you're like, well, presumably there's a speed where that's just going to rip just, off. Well, and it's just causing drag. So yeah. it's actually going to slow you down. It's like. It's like a, a Citroen Saxo, isn't it? With a huge yeah, yeah. tail on the back. It's actually going to be slowing you down. It's, it's not actually roof, helping at all. And a roof scoop's like a parachute. It's yeah. not. <laughs> Completely. No, it's, ama- it's amazing. I, I love that these things exist because yeah. it's just amusing. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll show you a picture after this of this um, Cadillac I saw the other day. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's got a massive spoiler on it. And you're just like, I mean, that's hilarious. And it's sort of brightened up my day. And I'd quite like to sort of see slash meet the person who's that's to ask their decision, why. but it's not something I'm going to be buying. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I think like looking at, you know, what you guys do and there are, there's lots of options out there for, you can have a stock 964, you can have a lightly modified, or you can go really deep into it and end up with something like yours. Yeah. And if you are out there and you're looking for a 964 experience, you can go and buy a 964. If you yep. want a 964 that's been modified a bit, you can go do that. And yep. then if you want to go all out and do the full thing, you can do that. But there are options for everyone. Yeah, also, and people, everybody is different. Everybody is an individual. Everybody has different tastes. And, you know, each to their own. Yeah. If, would you do, if someone said, I want to do a turbo is your turbo? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, I mean, the, the not the next car, but the car after is actually going to be supercharged. So the, uh, the, the customer on that car has decided he wants to go supercharged with it. So yeah, we're, what's that going to be in terms of performance figures then? Uh, we think about 400, maybe a little bit more. So is that a three? So it'll be 3.6. 3.6. Yeah. But with a supercharger. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that'll be good fun. It's quite fun. I think. But yeah, I mean, we're happy to do it. As with everything that our cars, we're open to talking about whatever somebody wants to do. I mean, obviously there are limits to what yeah. we can do, but if somebody really wants to, us to investigate something, we're, we're more than happy to do that. Yeah, and if someone somebody said wants I want to do a Targa or something. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 will do, we offer Targas now. Um, we haven't um, done a recreation Targa yet, yeah. but in the day it's, it's, yeah, it's still a 964. So yeah, we're, we're more than happy to do that and chat to anybody about any project. Yeah, no, it's um, it's been interesting because I, I didn't know anything about you guys before 
we got in contact. I, I had got in touch, so can we do the podcast or something? And then we um, ended up doing doing some photography. And yeah, like the first time I, I had seen... Very talented photographer as well, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen your car in the flesh. And you see pictures and like some potentially shot like a bit wide or whatever. We were talking about this the other yeah, day. Of, like, we if you take a picture or manufacturers seem to do this all the time, shoot really wide angle and close and it just destroys all proportions of the car whatsoever. So you're like, I don't know what this looks like, but when your car turned up in the morning, I was like, hmm, yeah, looks good. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a relief. At least. <laughs> but, like, I, I, until I've seen it, you don't know. Do well, you? No, of course you don't. It's the thing is seeing something in the flesh is always going to be different to seeing it in photographs. And yeah. I mean, thankfully the photographs you took were, were great and it'll show a lot more people. Yeah. What, yeah, what the car looks like, but um, yeah, the, obviously, always the best thing is to see it in the in the flesh and experience it and and hear it. Will there be an opportunity for people to see the cars at some point? Yeah, I mean, alone, I, really, it's one of those things. If a build's coming to an end, obviously, we're more than happy for somebody to come down and mm. obviously social distancing and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we're um, nicely social distancing. Yes, um, so we're more than happy for people to come down and see the cars, and obviously, they're they're customers cars so uh we can't just let every man and his dog come and drive yeah, yeah. them but we're more than happy to take somebody out for a spin or you know if someone's interested yeah. exactly yeah so. totally has it been a bit of a struggle during this whole like lockdown covid19 period yeah it's I, I think it's been a, a strange experience all over the world hasn't it i mean yeah. our we carried on working through the through the corona uh, shutdown uh, because obviously we have to, you can't really work from home with yeah. <laughs> building cars. And our biggest issues have been suppliers, um, which has slowed us down a bit. But um, yeah, we're still managing to keep going and do everything we need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not too much problem because you don't have loads of random people turning up every day. Yeah. Thankfully, we're it's kind of in the middle group. of nowhere and it's very difficult to find us, which is a major bonus. It's very difficult. As <laughs> <laughs> Sam found out this morning. <laughs> so even if you know where you're going, you still can't find yeah, it. Yeah, I had the address, couldn't find it. So, <laughs> which is a good thing because, you, as you say, you don't have random people just walking in yeah. or, or knocking on the door saying, can they come and see? You know, everybody that comes to see us has to have an appointment anyway, so with or without Corona. So, yeah, we can make it work. Yeah, it's... it's, it's I think it's a good way of doing it so that people don't, I've always thought about having, you know, a studio or doing some stuff that's sort of front facing where people can see it going in. And then I was like, no, I quite like my privacy. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like to have a, a meeting or whatever booked in. Great. Love yep. seeing people hanging out, whatever, but just someone to randomly walk by and be like, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm well, also, obviously we, you know, the cars have a significant value. Totally. We, we don't want... And they're customers. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's it's nice to be a little bit off the beaten track. Yeah, and I think once, obviously, this is only car number two, so... Yeah, so we're looking to move premises as well because, as you've seen, we're, we're kind of bursting at the seams here. Yeah, we're in the... For the, the video viewers, we're in the sort of workshop area at the moment, so we sort of... It looks slightly rough and ready, but it is the workshop, so... Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're looking to move premises relatively soon and just waiting on planning permission and stuff. So, and then hopefully we can have a, yeah, a, be a, be a little bit easier and mm. be able to build more cars and have yeah, more space and more stuff. Space, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. No, it's cool. Right. Well, I normally wrap these up with five questions. This is, this is the scary bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question number one. G 
you have a most memorable driving trip or journey? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Do you know what? Probably, actually, either driving, I know it's a bit sad, but driving either our first recreation or second recreation, mm. just because it's something we've achieved. Mm. And, well, as you've seen by the other cars, it, you can only experience the car right at the end. Yeah. And to drive something and think, we did this. You know, and to get out the car at the end and to look at it and just like, wow, this has all just come together. And it's just, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's the best job in the world. You know, I, I, I'm doing my dream. Yeah. You know, it's, it's building beautiful cars, you know, and just, yeah, it's great. I, yeah. It, it doesn't matter how many ridiculous hours we do. And I love it. The guy, the, the whole team here just love what we do and the passion mm. goes through the cars and, just to see the smiles on people's faces. I mean, I remember when the first recreation was built and the guy that came to, to look at his car for the first time and drive it for the first time, mm. um, he walked into the building and just the moment he saw the car, I, I watched him just to see his reaction and he had the smile of a five or six <laughs> year old boy. And it's like, that's why we do it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it exactly. It's worth all the hours to see that just little boy being happy. You know, yeah, it's it's great. I yeah, love that's it. really cool. I think I've I've had that from a, f- a few people I've spoken to that sort of make cars, and they're like, "Yeah, the first time, yeah, I got to go in my car or like or the car finished going to a customer or whatever, just like it's massive brilliant. sense of accomplishment." Yeah, I'm oh, sure. completely. It's it's amazing. Do you do you look at the cars because you're like you know all the details, and is it difficult to at some point just be like, okay, it's done. Yeah, completely. It's, it's, as, as I said earlier, the, you know, we're always about continuing improvements mm. every little bit, but you know, you have to have a cutoff and it's, you have to be very um, disciplined in, in having that cutoff. I mean, I remember when I was at university and uh, you know, there would be, you do an amazing drawing and you, you think, Oh yeah, but I could just improve it by doing this. I could just improve it. <laughs> And you carry on working on it, and two hours later, you've completely destroyed it because you've yeah. overworked it, and it just now looks a mess. And you're like, "Fucker!" Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And this was before all the you know Photoshop stuff, so mm-hmm. we were you know, all doing it on paper. And so basically, you've got to screw it up into a ball and throw it away and start again. Yeah, <laughs> and that's basically twelve hours of your life you'll <laughs> never get back. So you you very quickly learn to that discipline to, okay, I can do these improvements then walk away, you know, yeah. stop, you know, any improvements we do for the next car, great, but stop because you'll just ruin things. Yeah. It's a great like thing to have and go, cause we, I've seen downstairs, you know, you're working on the next evolution of the wing mirror or whatever. And it's, you know, it's a constant process, but you've got to pick that point. Yes, completely. I've totally found, like you said, with like Photoshop or something, you're editing, oh, editing, yeah. editing, and you just, you can, you can get, if you end up on like a six hour session or something, that sounds way more hardcore than it actually is. Um, you you need to just stop and like go away for forty five minutes and come oh, completely. back because the end result is is ten percent too far. Yes, yeah, completely. And you actually sometimes have to bring it back, yeah. don't you? But sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees, can you? And right. it's amazing as you say, go off, you know, for a quick walk or whatever it is. Even make a cup of tea and come back. Just like, what have I done? Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, delete that layer. Delete that layer. Yeah. Okay, that's better. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, next question. Five car garage. Oh, Unlimited value. It's got to fit into your lifestyle-ish. 
Oh man, I hate questions like that. I know, that's why it's a good question. <laughs> Five car garage. Uh, I can give you some like categories if, if that helps. Uh, like your daily. Okay, daily. Um, it's got to be a 911. Okay. Just a, a bog standard. Then again, you've. No, if, if, let's go Turbo S. Like a, a 992. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you know what? For a daily, I'd probably go convertible as well. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really like the 911 convertible, but if it's your daily driver, it matters. I'm, I'm very much in this like avenue of thought at the moment. Like, I hate, I kind of hate 911 convertibles, but I kind of love convertibles, and I kind of love 911. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's kind of why the spiders and, I mean, heaven forbid, don't hate me for this, but I kind of like the Boxster. I love the Boxster because. I mean, the, the new Boxster, the, the latest shape, it's a beautiful looking car. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to own one because, you know, obviously everybody says, oh, it's not a proper 911, you know, yeah. it's not a proper port. But it works as a convertible and the 911 doesn't quite work. No, it's, they've, it's looked better over time. It looks less, that hump's disappeared yes, a bit. It's getting a bit, lo- uh, yeah. But even now, like still 992, it's still got a massive like... Yeah. The thing on the back, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so you've got a convertible nine eleven turbo nine nine two for your daily, yeah. Cruise control, all of the, yep. the great stuff, exactly. So what else do we need? So we need some kind of SUV, I guess. Not a Bentley Bentayga because that's the most hideous car on the planet. Yeah, even the facelifted version, which looks to me exactly the same. Yeah, no, I just don't. Like Everyone's it. like, "Oh my god, it looks so much better." I'm like, yeah, yeah, this doesn't look good. <laughs> no, um, to be honest with you, probably just something like, oh man. Do you know what I do actually like? And once again, I'm probably going to be hated for this, but never mind. The Lamborghini uh, Urus. Oh. I kind of like it. It's got something about it. I know, I know it's completely <laughs> in your face, but I kind of like it. And I Fair enough. It's, it's, it's one of those kind of, you know, secret... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't really <laughs> tell anybody what you phrase, yeah. So probably not best to say it on a podcast. That's all right. <laughs> People won't judge you. They probably will judge probably you. They probably will judge me. Um, your guilty pleasure or whatever, that's the right phrase. Yeah, guilty pleasure, exactly. Okay, um, so you've got your SUV, you've got your... Turbo cab, nine nine nine, whatever. Um, Have to have one of our creations, obviously, as a sort of okay. And if you were ordering one of your creations, yeah, what would it be? What color? What what spec options? So color wise, it would have to be like a a classic seventies color. Sorry, can you just move your mic closer? Just because we've got this noise in the back. Is that a bit better? Yeah. Um, So probably it would have to be a classic sort of seventies nine eleven color. Which so one? possibly something like Signal Orange or something like that. Mm. Um, so nothing too in your face, but just nice enough to be yeah. a statement piece. Or even, do you know, an ivory white. Um, yeah, it will be a difficult choice. That, does that harken back to the 930 Turbo days? No, know? no, because I've actually got a, a 911E. It's ah, okay. ivory white and it's ah. just such a stunning classic colour. Yeah. So yeah, but... Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd go for this, the, the orange, I think, just for a bit more sort of in-your-face. A bit more, more colour. Yeah. And... Engine? Did you say engine? Engine, I'd probably go for the 3.8, just because it's a great engine. I'm not... I wouldn't be driving it like a race car, so for me, yeah. I mean, the 3.8 is a, is a... I mean, the 4.8 is a great engine as well. It's a real revy engine as well. Um, but the 3.8 is, yeah, more than adequate. It as seemed seen. like it just had... 
a really good amount of power. Yeah. It's just a nice, drivable car. So yeah, I go for 3.8. Definitely go for, if it has a sunroof, sunroof delete on it. Interior? Interior. Uh, do you know, I'm looking at um, woven leathers for a current customer. Mm. And uh, some of the things we've come up with for that work really, really well. So, I think it looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the sort of green with the, yeah. uh, with the woven leather. So I think I'd probably go for that kind of effect. Yeah, so uh, I'd probably have some elements of green, uh, of, of the orange, so it matches the exterior, but not too in your face. I don't want, I'd probably have quite a dark interior, quite a mm. lot of black, but with the small accents of the orange, just to kind of make lift, lift it. Lift it a bit, yeah. But I think if you have too much of the orange, I think it's going to be yeah, yeah, too, too distracting much. whilst you're driving. So, yeah, quite a subtle interior. So, you're yeah, black with a little accent of orange, cool. I think. So, that's, that's, you've got three cars. Yeah. So, other options people have done? Aerial Atom. Ooh. Yeah, something like the, an Aerial <laughs> Atom with the, the Civic Type R engine. I can't think what, it's, what the actual model yeah, I don't is. I don't know what it's called. No, 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 no. But I think that would be a fun sort of throw-around car. I think it would be. Great, like, around here. Yeah. Um, and it's gone. And what's what So the things people have done of like track race car type stuff, classic, you've sort of got that. You, obviously there's like hypercars uh, or iconic all times. I guess you'd, yeah, McLaren F1 then. That's, that's, the, yeah, that, that's it, the, it's a pretty standard one that comes yeah, in. But I mean, it's GTR. No, I don't like the GTR. Ooh. Well, which GTR? The Nissan GTR. No, no, no. Sorry. McLaren F1 GTR. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if you're offering. <laughs> yeah, like for me, if I was going to have an F1, it would be one of the short tail GTRs. Yes. Yeah. With, like, roadable. Yeah. Because that, that to me just looks the best. I mean, they're awesome, aren't they? Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Have you seen much about the Gordon Murray sort of replacement T50? Heard no, much about I haven't. That? It's worth... It's worth looking up. I think it gets launched today or tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Uh, this week, anyway. And it's... Yeah, I've not, been a bit uh, a bit uh, under the radar for yeah, the last you've been quite couple of months. This build. <laughs> yes. well, it's, it's worth Googling, but the summary is, it's, I think it's 980 kilos, 670 horsepower, V12, revs to 12 and a half, yeah. manual, uh, three seats, luggage space, uh, it's got the fan fan concept type aero stuff that you can turn on and turn yeah, off yeah. to have extra downforce. Just a lot of slightly mad stuff, but kind of sounds like it will be wicked fun to drive. <laughs> Not just like, oh, it's going to have 1,500 horsepower. It's like, so what? But under 1,000 kilos. I'm guessing it's going to be quite handful. Probably. <laughs> Probably want to drive on a track before you drive it on the road. Too. I would, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is, I think, and that, that's great advice for most people when they get a, within reason, you've got to be slightly sensible. Yeah. You get a new sports car, drive, take it somewhere where you're allowed to sort of play F- with the, limit the, the limits. Bit, yeah, definitely. Rather than the number of people that seem to crash on the way back from the dealership. Yeah, especially it's crazy, it's isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not the time to really find out what your new car can do, is it? Yeah. In, in the wet on the way back from the, uh, the dealership. And I think a lot, a lot, well, a lot of people do a massive jump, don't they? They go, they might have, you know, sold a business or something and they're like, I'm now going to buy the car. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, a Ferrari or whatever. And they may not have had a rear wheel drive car before. And they go from not having a rear-wheel drive car to having a ridiculously to powerful, having a really powerful <laughs> rear-wheel drive car. And funnily enough, 
It doesn't end well. Comes unstuck. <laughs> right, next question. If you could only drive one car for the rest of your life, what okay. would it be? It would have to be one of ours, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, our cars are made so you could use them as daily drivers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think many of our customers will um, because, as I say, most of them have a collection. The and, customers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're nice, just nice nice to drive and comfortable place to be and it makes you feel special when you're in it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want it as your, yeah. If you own okay. one car. I, I'm for me, it's, it would, it's gotta be a nine eleven, and then it gets tricky of, of what nine eleven <laughs> you, you go for, but yeah, hundred percent. You could totally, well, there you go. Obviously, obviously you're going to pick your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be a bit stupid not to, I guess. Yeah. What's a, what do you think's undervalued? An undervalued car at the moment. Oh, undervalued car? Uh, I thought if you were just going to say what's undervalued, time is undervalued. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good topic anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> Undervalued car. Whether from a design point of view or, yeah, it's a bit cheap when you think about what it might be in the future or, yeah, any of the above. I can't think of anything of the sort Custom of my... 911s by Theon Design. Yeah, they should be... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, no, I think, I mean, I don't think our cars are un- undervalued by people that come and see them and, yeah. and get to experience and see, you know, the attention to detail and the way they drive and everything. So I don't think that is undervalued. But uh, with regards to another car that's undervalued, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, Fair enough. That's all right. Yeah. My, I've still got a bit of brain freeze from yeah, uh, yeah. the last two months of uh, 18 hour days. 16 to 18 hour days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Maybe not on the best form. Yeah, we're, we're in the height of the final days of yeah. Andover. Okay, Certainly. final question. What is the most interesting car to you at the moment? What are you giggling? What are you looking up? Whether recent, old, new, whatever. Uh, I'm not the only the only car I've been concentrating on the last two, two months is our car. Yeah, um, the, and the green interior. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's for me definitely. Uh, I, it goes back to the thing we were talking about earlier. You know, I. Walking anywhere near our car at the moment, it's just the satisfaction and the, the, the great sense of achievement of, of that car. And every car we do is just, it's phenomenal. And at the moment, I haven't got time to look at anything else. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's definitely... No, and, and that's, you know, that's a, that's a good answer because you're clearly still interested in it. Oh, definitely, you, yeah. You know, you're heavily invested in always in the project. <laughs> yeah. But, like... And you get a lot out of it, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 a massively fulfilling experience, you know. Uh, taking something from a sketch all the way through to a finished car, and and it working mm. as well as it does, you know, it's yeah. There's there's no better for me. There's no better job um, or experience. Cool. I think that's a great wrap up to the podcast thanks very much for coming on well thank you very much for, for having me on yeah, and listeners go check out Theon Design there'll be a bunch of my photos try and work out which one was shortly followed by being stopped by the police <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it um, yeah well thanks very much uh, thank you very much we'll see. cool planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.